Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 497. Today we're going to take a look at the first expansion for the Grizzled at your orders. Uh, this adds kind of a whole new game mode and a way to play the game and a lot of ways to sort of customize your experience in terms of the difficulty level and all that kind of stuff. So let's just jump into all the new stuff and I'll tell you all about it and then I'll come back and tell you what I think. Okay, here you can see all the components and this is all the components with the expansion and the base game combined. Uh, so some new stuff that's happening here. First off, you've got this novice card here. This is for when you're playing a two-player game. This kind of acts as a third player. Uh, so there's rules for that. And then there are these four tokens here and these come into play when you're playing a single-player game. But you also have uh, these different guys here. So if you take a look here, you've got here Charles Sawyer, and that's that fellow there. And he's got the ability there, there's Lucky Charm to get rid of a rain. Uh, and he's also now got a little standee. And this is a helpful reminder because a lot of folks were forgetting, and I have forgotten, that when you withdraw from a round, then all of your Hard Knocks cards no longer affect the rest of the group. So now you have these little standees you can take and like just kind of mark them and stand them maybe on top of your hard knocks cards or maybe you can lay them down. That's what we did is we stand them up and then when you're out you lay them down and then you know that okay none of the hard knocks cards under here are going to affect anybody. So that's a nice cool little reminder in terms of the components. Now the main addition here are these cards over here. So you can see we've got the last stand card and then we have a stack here of mission cards. There's no updates here to the main deck. Now what you're gonna do, based on how difficult you wanna make the game, is you're gonna take and shuffle up these different uh, mission cards. You can see here some of these are easy, some of these are normal, and some of these are hard. And depending on how difficult you're going to make it, uh, it's similar to Eldritch Horror if you play that. Uh, so you take care, so let's say we wanted to do the easy. So we take four easy missions, eight normal missions, and zero hard missions, and shuffle them up, and then we'll deal those out during the game. And then the veteran is two, four, and then six hard missions. So the way that that works is on your turn, if you are currently the leader, the star player, you'll take and draw two mission cards and you'll choose one and then you'll put that one face up. And so maybe we chose this horseshoe here and says the good luck charms may remove two cards of the corresponding type. And uh, if you're familiar with the game, obviously, uh, when I do this, I can remove up to one rain, but I can now do it and remove two reins out of the center. And so that guy will stay around for the entirety of this current mission until everybody passes and then we'll draw a new one. Now, some of these harder ones will actually stick around from mission to mission. So in this case here, uh, some of these with these boxes in here, when you actually withdraw, you can get rid of this mission if you take uh, three cards here off of the trial deck. Now once that happens, then this will uh, go away or it'll stick around. So in this case, you'd have to get rid of three. And you can see these are actually adding an additional, uh, you know, icon. So it's almost like an additional hard knocks or additional, uh, you know, thing that's hurting you there. So you've got to take a little bit of a hit there to, uh, you know, to get rid of that or else it's going to stick around. Now I'll explain more about how that is actually balanced in a minute. Uh, the other thing to notice here is if you take a look at these numbers here in the bottom. So in a two or three player game, this is a three in a four or five player game, this will be a two. Whereas if this one were to come out, this would be a one. Now remember in the base game, the whoever the current leader is, is going to call out a number of cards uh, to deal off the deck here. In this case though, you are fixed to this number. Now remember, you do get to draw two 
of these mission cards. So part of your decision-making process is going to be, okay, taking a look at the event, but also looking at how many cards players are going to draw uh, off of the deck there. Now that's going to keep going along. Of course, as you, as you dwindle this down and you get to hopefully reveal the dove there, at some point you're going to make the call and you're going to draw two mission cards and then you at that point have a third option once this gets down far enough and you feel confident that we're going to finish the game this round then you have a choice here and you can either choose last stand or a final assault and this is going to be a little bit different so let's take a look at this so this is final assault it says distribute all the cards in the trial pile so you say okay we're going to distribute all these uh, there's no morale droppers nor strategic withdrawal. So at the end of the the round, you're not going to you know put any new cards out. And it says if the players do not get rid of all their cards this mission, the game is lost. So this is like okay, screw it, we're going to go for it. And if we get it, we win. If we don't, we lose anyway. There's also the other side here. This is a desperate last span. Distribute all cards to the trials pile. The mission is only lost at the fourth threat. So you remember here these different icons here. Once you get to three, then you've lost the mission. But now it's a little bit easier for a fourth one. It will only cause the end there. There's no morale drop, etc. If the players get rid of all their cards during the mission, they're declared winners, but post posthumously. Sorry, I can't say that word. Posthumously. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, yeah, this one's kind of a weird one. I'll talk about that in the review. But so you have kind of your choice to finish real or finish fake so that's a strange thing but um so this is your choice there and i i, I do kind of like it generally but i will talk about, about the more reviews a little bit slightly tweaked different end game but not too much because you end up kind of doing that anyway in the base game so you may say okay this is going to be either really easy or a lot hard kind of depending on how the missions come out there are a couple of rule tweaks that you need to play with and they're in the rule book about uh, how to deal with certain things the main thing here is the speeches. So normally in the game, when you get, take a speech and you give it, uh, then other players can remove some cards from their hands, and then you get rid of the speech. In this case, though, the speech actually goes back into the pile, so you're never going to technically run out of speeches. Uh, so that won't be. That's definitely helpful. Makes the game easier. Uh, the game also tells you that you pretty much must play with traps. And if you remember, if you flop a trap card, let's see if I can find one. So if you flop one of these, then you just, you know, you deal a top card off the deck and you've got to deal with whatever's there. And it tells you pretty much you should always play with traps. Uh, it does give you the option, but it's kind of very suggestive that like, hey, if you're going to play with all this other stuff, you know, you're going to get some get out of jail free cards and some adjustments and to balance, play with the traps. And the other thing is the way the support tokens work. If you remember, uh, at the end of the round, uh, when players withdraw, they're going to, you know, choose a support token to pass left or right or left or right two spaces. Now, there is also the possibility of a strategic withdrawal. So the first person to withdraw can choose one of the cards in their hand and put it back on top of the deck. So that's going to kind of reduce, um, well, I'll explain that in a minute, but it's going to reduce the amount of cards everybody has to send to this pile in the morale drop phase. So the first person to withdraw can do that. They can get rid of a card and say, I'm just gonna get rid of that, put that back in there. Now we know a card that's in there. Now the other thing is one, whoever again receives the most support tokens can then uh, either reactivate one of their, uh, their special abilities or they can get rid of some hard knocks. Now in the new rules, uh, if you were successful in the mission, you can get rid of two hard knocks and reset your ability. That's huge. 
Uh, and then if you still failed the mission, but you got the support, then you can reset your special ability and get rid of just one hard knocks. Now the last sort of rule change is the morale drop when you start to pull cards off of here and move them on over here to the trial deck. In the base game, you had a minimum of three uh, cards that you would deal out. And remember, it's based on all the cards in people's hands. If between everybody, you know, we were playing a three-player game and, and Francesca and I were the only ones with a card, you'd still, you wouldn't deal two cards, you'd have to do the minimum of three. But now there's actually a maximum. So if we got really screwed, and so I had four cards, Billy had three cards, and Francesca had two cards, we still would cap at six cards. So you're never going to draw more than six cards off of here. And so kind of the combination of the, the kind of the, the beefed up support phase, the ability to use extra speeches again and again, uh, and then the kind of the cap of six, that kind of balances itself out with, you know, being forced into doing a certain number of cards and stuff based on the mission. So the, they actually do, and I'm kind of moving into the review part, they actually do work well together, all of these different uh, rule changes. Okay, so that is the Grizzled expansion. Uh, okay, so just get this. <laughs> this is really good. This This really improves the game overall across the board. Now, I was already a big fan of the game. Uh, and a little spoiler, I'm gonna be doing my top 10 lunch games here probably next week after this video posts. Uh, it's been two years since I did that. Uh, and I'll talk more about that in the video, but this was already a, a pretty good hit with my game or my lunch group. Uh, but this really has moved it up and made it uh, an excellent, excellent game. Uh, so. The thing about it is, is so once you get kind of the game down, just the base game, then you're kind of going to know whether you're going to win or lose. I mean, I played it a, quite a bit. So there's at some point where you kind of play along and sometimes the game will beat you up pretty quick and that's okay. But then you kind of play along and then you kind of kind of know and that maybe that last round or two or what would be the last round or two that if you're going to win or lose. So that's fine. You know, there's a good probably 15 plays in the base game i would say you know it's gonna it's gonna vary based on the group but so you're gonna get to a point where it's like you kind of feel like you've been there done that even though the game that i thought was still really good and really fun it's just you know you kind of burn out and you play something too much then you got to put it down for a little while now this is very very interesting because you've got a nice good mixture of mission cards that you can shuffle in you can tweak the difficulty level um, and it makes it a lot more varied in terms of like what you're going to be dealing with and what the decisions are going to be, especially with some of those harder missions where it's like, oh boy, do we leave this around? Do I take the hit on the cards? It's like, you know, we did really well, you know, but if I take the hit, we're going to be get the sack, uh, the maximum of six cards, but I don't really want that gas mask sticking around because I've got a lot of gas masks in my hand, you know? So you, you have to really kind of play with it that way and you have the like the different situations are going to come up that are going to add in and inject all of that kind of replayability back into the game um, and it's pretty kind of thematic to how they did it you know it's like each day you kind of have this new struggle that everybody's kind of trying to deal with uh, and it just overall really invests and just shoots a whole bunch of life back into the game now, I haven't tried it uh, with the single player game, but the two player rules are pretty cool. And just looking at the single player uh, thing, it's got this interesting thing with these extra tokens that you do to kind of do support, but you kind of play it like three-fisted and I just wasn't really interested to do that. But with the, uh, with the three player rule, you give like sort of a dummy player uh, this novice card and then you kind of like, you can, they kind of deal cards randomly. So you're kind of reacting to that 
on it just makes it a little bit more interesting to play with two player it just it makes it playable two player uh, and so i think some folks may have interest in playing uh the solitaire because i know a lot of people like to play this style of game solitaire um, but for me the game and the kind of the reason i don't have interest in playing a solitaire is is really about playing this game with a group and getting to kind of know what people might react and i think i talked about it in my review or maybe in my top 10 list of the year was it's got that sort of light Hanabi-esque kind of thing where it's like, okay, I can kind of tell based on like what speeches you called or something or what, you know, what you've got a lot of and, you know, what you've been playing and, you know, we kind of card count a little bit. And so you've got that sort of slight light deduction kind of thing going on uh, with the game. Uh, so... Anyway, that's kind of my, I'm making an excuse why I didn't want to play it all there because I won't have that. And then it's just kind of like, yeah, kind of push your luck, kind of randomness a little bit. But I think some people will like that, and that's definitely something that you could try with the game. But overall, I really, really like it. I mean, it's just this is like a nice touch here with the the extra standees to you know remind you, oh yeah, that's right, I'm not supposed to be looking at your hard knocks cards anymore. I got to put that out of my head. This is a nice visual, you know, cue uh, to be able to do that. Oh, and I was going to talk about the. The final assault here in this last stand thing. Okay, so I think this is really cool because it really kind of emphasizes what ends up happening anyway when you just play like base grizzled, where it's like you just you get to that point where it's like, okay, we gotta go for it. We got it. This is this is our moment. This is this is where we're gonna make our final assault or last stand. It just the game just always seemed to come down and that was like the you know one of the most beautiful parts of the game was that, that last push, you know, are we gonna make it or not? You know, we've struggled through these rounds of just horrifying, like bad luck, you know, but we, we scraped through somehow and then we have this last assault. And I like that, and it, it, it's a way to kind of balance out, you know, the new missions and what they do, where you can say, you know what, okay, screw the missions, we're pushing through the missions that are in our past, we're going for it now. I don't quite understand the like the Diet Coke victory side of this card, where it's like, okay, this is the easy way to do it. You know, you do it and uh, only four threats win. So I can see it because sometimes, like I was saying earlier, you know if you're gonna win or lose kind of in that, you just like, yeah, we're not gonna make it this round. We're just, just not gonna happen. Where if you do the last stand, you're like, okay, let's do it. We're gonna kind of cheat because we can play a fourth uh, threat card. And if we win, we go, okay, we won and we took the hill or whatever, but we're all dead, you know, and they build a monument to us. So I get it. It's like, it doesn't bother me that much, but it just kind of bothers me a little because I just want to choose the final assault and I want to just win, you know, I want to just go for it anyway. So it's like, it gives you that kind of like, yeah, you get out of jail free card kind of thing. It's like, mm, okay, but it's really just a minor, that's super personal thing. I think a lot of people will get into that. And maybe I just haven't had that experience right now where we did that and it was fun. And I was like, okay, we did it, but we're probably gonna lose anyway, you know? So, but it, it's, a, it's an interesting addition. I'll, I'll give it that. That's my only kind of small quibble with that. It's just kind of like, just have the last, you know, the final salt and that's it. But you could just play like that. And it's gonna be up to your group and it's gonna be a, a game time decision to, you know, to make that call. Um, Yep. So and I think they did a good job, you know, balancing it everything with the new changes to the support rules and the speeches and all that stuff. But I would definitely recommend you get this. And there's a so the kind of the closing thoughts are if you've not played the Grizzled, I wouldn't go out and get the expansion right away. You're still gonna get some plays out of the base game. And I think the expansion really is for folks that have kind of played through the base game a lot. Um, you could go get the expansion and just play with it. I think it's a better game with the expansion. 
Uh, if you did not like the Grizzled, I would definitely try it with the expansion because I think it adds just a little bit more decision making. You know, you can you can kind of ease into it because the game can be very brutal, but you can kind of play with the easy ones that are like, oh, you know what? Ignore rain this round. Rain's fine. Just play rain. You know, no big deal. So it gives you those kind of easy rounds where you're like, oh, cool, I can dump all these now and stuff. Um, and then you can kind of ease into the brutality a little bit. But not only that, but it gives you, like I said, a lot more spaces and choices for different things. It's not just always like, okay, do I die this way or do I die this way, you know? So it has more room for that. So I think if you did not like Grizzled, definitely at least try it with expansion. And then if you love Grizzled, I mean, you've probably already pre-ordered this, hopefully, right? <laughs> All right, anyway, so yeah, I was this is a no-brainer for me. Um, this one, frankly, makes me keep it in the collection because like i said we played it quite a bit i played it with different groups as well and um and that's kind of the cool thing about it that's why i kind of stuck around because i played a lot with my lunch group and a lot with some other groups and it's kind of nice to kind of play it with a group of folks and play it a bunch of times and then get good you know everybody kind of knows okay you like to do this and you know you kind of play this oh you think this is a good idea to play this card then and all that um so that's cool that you can take it to different groups, but this is gonna reinvest that and you can go back to that same group, you know, with the, the replayability here and again and again. Um, so this one has definitely cemented it, I think, in the collection for, you know, a fair length of time. You know, I probably won't get rid of it. It's a small box, not like it's taking up any room. But this one locks it into the shelf for sure. Thanks.